This is obviously just uh, how to reach your community as a teenager. Um, listen, you know, in this session, I want this to be open. Uh, we're gonna have a time for question and answer at the end. Um, but uh, so if you have questions, I mean, feel free to ask them. There's no dumb questions. Um, even if it's specific to you, you know, ask the question, hey, I'm trying to do this in my community, or I'm trying to do this in my school, or in my church, or whatever. Ask the question. Or if you feel embarrassed, just say, hey, I got a friend um, who may have this uh, issue. Not me, my friend. And so uh, we just want this to be open and uh, wants to be productive for you. Um, you know, laid back uh, in my presentation, but very passionate um, about the opportunity that you have as teenagers uh, to reach your community. So, hey, I just want to open up with a word of prayer. I'll introduce myself and my, my lovely wife and our family and all that good stuff. So we just close our heads, or close our heads, bow our heads. <laughs> yeah, close your heads and just, uh, yeah. Father, we just thank you for, for this day. We thank you that, Lord, uh, you're going to be in this session, just leading us in this time, that, Lord, we just pray everywhere that's spoken, everywhere that's heard, Lord, we'll just have um, your Holy Spirit just guiding it. Lord, let there be uh, creative ideas that are birthed, Lord, not just from the words that I speak, Lord, but by your Holy Spirit. Lord, let the what happens today not just... Um, end at this session, but Lord, may it go back to the cities that these students are from and be impactful there. Hold on and pray. Amen. Amen. So I am Nate Ortiz. For those who don't know me, I am the Network Youth Director. I started in July, and I've been having a blast and loving every minute of this, and I um, love being around you know, all you guys and meeting you at REACH and camps and PK retreats and all that good stuff. I feel just so blessed to have the position that I do. Um, this is my lovely wife, Lisa, and so we've been married, gonna be seven years. Uh, eight years. <laughs> gonna be eight. Yeah, gonna be eight. She's like, oh, don't worry, I've been counting every single one. <laughs> eight. And so we have uh, two sons, Amari and Gianni. Uh, my wife, she uh, graduated from Youngstown State University with her master's in clinical counseling, and so she helps me in all the things. I'm like, man, I'm just really having a bad day. She's like, so how does that make you feel? <laughs> like, you in my brain right now? So, uh, but she's uh, such a huge help to me in ministry. And, uh, but she uh, right now is uh, watching, uh, you know, she's not in clinical counseling right now. She is watching her two sons at home. And that is a full-time job all the time. Amar and Gianni are like going all the time. But you're young. You don't have to worry about that yet in your life. So just enjoy your youth. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been in youth ministry for gosh, 10 plus years. Um, but when I was in high school in Youngstown, Ohio, I had a passion to uh, reach people in my school. Um, it, was, it was a passion of mine. I was a part of FCA, um, led the Bible study in the morning. We did events, um, you know, very involved. I just had a passion for it. Um, and I hope that I can convey that passion to you this morning. Listen, uh, I say it all the time, um, like, you know, if I was in some cheesy Disney movie where I got to go back to high school, it's like, I'm like, I know exactly what I would do. I'd get better grades. And then <laughs> I would just be, uh, as much as I could, present the gospel to people because it's been said, you guys are in the largest mission field of where you're at in the high schools or the middle schools. There are people who are searching for hope, searching for love, and people are just going about it the wrong ways, and you guys have the opportunity, and, and ladies have the opportunity to present that hope, to present that, that sense of love that comes from the Father. That's not always easy, right? It's not always easy when you're in your biology class and they're talking about, you know, um, you know evolution or you're in your government class and they're talking about, um, you know, your religion, how it's, you know, it's dead and, you know, there's no such thing as God and, and it's you know, separation of church and state. Um, listen, not everyone is like the vocal 
person, right? How many have like, when it comes to, like speaking out loud in class, like you're like never, it, like you would just you know, bring anxiety. Okay, yeah, there's a couple, right? No, it's it's okay. I mean, I, like I I'm I'm that guy where it's like I'll open my mouth and just you know say it sometimes. Um, but then there's other people like, yeah, that's not really my gig, you know, um, and that's okay. I think when we talk about reaching our community, I really want to emphasize this: do what's on your heart. Don't feel like it has to look like someone else, where you feel like, well, it has to be me preaching and leading a Bible study. It doesn't have to look like that. Or it has to be me feeding, you know, 500 people. It doesn't have to look like that either. I think what we want to talk about, you know, more specifically is like, what is God putting on your heart in your community? So whether it's your school, whether it's just with your youth group, whether it's just even personally yourself, what do you feel like God is putting on your heart? Because the reality is we all should be reaching out. We all should be inviting people to church. We all should be showing the love of Christ to someone. It's not just pastor's jobs. It's not just youth leader jobs or the real spiritual people's jobs. It's all of our jobs to be able to say, you know what, I want to share the gospel with someone. I, you know, as a minister where this is my um, calling, my vocational ministry, you know, I get paid to, to do ministry. Um, even if I wasn't, I, like, you guys know my story, if I was back at Chili's waiting on tables, I would still want to pursue people and show them the love of Christ and everything that I did. It's not about, well, well, you're, you know, you get paid to do this. No, even if I didn't, God has changed my life. And that has always been the thing that has driven me in, when I was even a teenager of impacting people's lives. I mean, how many of you, you are thankful that your parents or a youth pastor or someone shared the gospel with you? I mean, right? I mean, that like, I, I'm very thankful that someone took that time to share it with me. You want to provide that opportunity for people to share the gospel with them. Don't rob people of that opportunity. So whatever um, platform that looks like, always think about, you know what? Someone did this for me. I need to do it for someone else. Even when you're scared, you're terrified, you feel like, man, this is a big God dream or I, I want to start a Bible study but my school like does not have any like you ever feel like you're the only Christian I, I, I want to be serious I want to ask how many people you're like I'm like I feel like I'm literally like the only Christian in my school okay I got so so I was like uh yeah okay cool listen and and I and I mean this sin- sincerely God has you there for a purpose and for a reason God did not place you in your school and you feel like well I'm the only Christian I'm never going to bring change He's like that's why you're there that that's why you're there. Don't feel like, well, I, ho- I hope someone else comes along that can really do this better than I can. No, 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 no. God has you there in that school, in, you know, for a reason. And so I want to just cover some practical things that I have felt um, that have really helped me. And I encourage you as, as teenagers, as you reach your community, some of the things, I hear, hear my heart. I don't want what I share today to sound so specific of, this is how you start a Bible study because, or this is how you, you know, uh, feed people in your community or this or that, because we could say those things, but if that's not your heart or your passion, you'll just be just kind of feeling like, oh, I don't know if I'm really attached to this. Like there, there's people that feel called to the mission field and they said, you know, I want to reach unreached people and I want to live in a hut and I don't want to have Wi-Fi. I'm like, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I'm scared. But there's people, they thrive. And that is their passion. Good friends of ours are missionaries. And they, they just live, I mean, they just, I mean, they have lived everywhere, just travel to different countries. And they are not rich by any means. But they 
love what they do. And I want you to think about what God has for you that you say, you know, I love what I do for the Lord in my school. So whether that's reaching one person, 10 people, or your whole school, that you say, Lord, I'm, I'm ready to reach my community. So here's a couple things I want to share with you. Um, the, the first thing is, listen, when it comes to saying, hey, I'm going to do something for my school, I'm going to do something for my community, today is the day and now is the time to do it. Don't put off what God is, is asking you to do. I mean, if it's a Bible study, start it. If it is, you know, uh, doing something in your youth group, go for it. Don't feel like, well, it's not a good time or no one else is going to be a part of it. It'll be weird. Go for it. Listen, your teenage years will be awkward and weird sometimes. Just, just, just roll with it and just go. And, just, go. and so um, just today is the day and now is the time. Never feel like there's going to be a better time. There's no better time than right now to, to do what God's put on your heart. Um, um, and here's, here's what I'd even encourage you. Don't fall into thinking that if you had uh, more resources, if you had different people in your community, it would be easier. Or I'm too young to do this and no one's going to follow me. Listen, uh, I love this quote by Theodore Roosevelt. It says, do what you can with what you have with where you are. Where you are, just whatever you have, we feel like it's a lot or it's not, God specializes in taking what we feel is little and making it, making it huge and making it impactful. Um, and so the two things I want to tell you as we talk about, you know, reach out to community and we just find like we're maybe fighting some discouragement or some doubt or some insecurities. Here's the two things that um, helped me and even helped me when I was in high school. The first thing is know the why behind your what. Okay. Why, why do I want to reach my community? Why do I feel like it's important? Because that's what's going to keep you going um, you know, when, when you're starting these different things uh, that God's asked you to do. Um, sorry, my phone keeps moving on me here. Um, another why behind, uh, behind your what? Um, why do you feel called to help your community in this way? Maybe some of you say, you know what? I want to reach out to those who are homeless. You know, back in Youngstown, we had like a homeless population of people where, I mean, they're just living in tents underneath the bridge. Like that was... That was like their community. That was their reality. There was a group of people in our church saying, you know what, we want to see these people be taken care of. So they would they'd buy blankets. They would go down there. They would meet with these people who lived in, lived in tents. This was their home. This was their community. Um, these people who did that at our church, they knew the why behind the what. This is why we're doing it. This is why I want to see happen. When I was in school and we did FCA, um, my why, I was an athlete. I did it because I said, I want people not to feel like Christianity. Listen, this was the why. I, I didn't want people to feel like being a Christian was lame. I'm like, it's not lame at all. It's like, are you a Christian? You're like, yeah, I'm a Christian. It's the best thing ever, homie, okay? So listen, I wanted to rep for Jesus in the same way I would wear a, a Ohio State hat or I would wear, a, you know, something else like, you know, something like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm from Ohio. I want to rep for Jesus that same way. And, and, um, so that was always the why for me. What's the why for you? What's the, what's the why behind your, your what? If you just do things because you're like, oh, well, I should, that's not the way to do it. Do it because you're passionate about it. Do it because you have just a, such a desire to see people know, you know Jesus in whatever way that looks like. And so for me, when I did FCA, I mean, we had guest speakers. We do, you know, three, around three tournaments, and we'd say, you know, have people come out, and we'd have someone share the gospel, whether it was myself or someone else. But we say, you know what? I want to show people that being a Christian is, is, a, is a good thing. The other thing I want to say is determine the how before your but. 
I like my wife could tell you I'm always like dreaming. I'm always like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. And you know, the high school, I mean, I want to do this. I want to do that. Think about how you're going to do it. Because sometimes you have these great ideas and then it really doesn't happen like you thought it was going to happen. Then you're like, oh man, that stinks. Or like, oh, I'm going to do this, but we have no money. But, yeah, I have no friends. But (laughs) I'm the only Christian in my school. No. Listen, I I, want to be as honest and as transparent as I can because I don't want you to think I'm standing up here telling you, yes, these are the the how-tos to reach your community, and it never fails. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real life, real situations. When I was in high school, um, you know, I loved, I, you know, I loved the Lord, but I, you know, I was, I was just a, a regular kid. I wasn't smarter than no one else. I wasn't more spiritual than other people. Um, you know, I, I was the kind of person I, I like. I was, can I share an embarrassing story? Just to let you know how real I am. Okay, can we be real? I always I say, well, let's have real talk, okay? When I was in high school, we had our biology test, or no, chemistry, I'm sorry, chemistry, and uh, balancing equations. How many, about, ugh, balancing equations. It was like the worst, the worst. And so we had to take this test, and we had this new teacher, and he was very by the book, and he said, you're taking this test. I was a senior in high school, so you're taking this test the day before Christmas break. I said, What? I'm not taking this a day before Christmas break. I'm like, I want to be watching a show or something. Come on. Like, we're watching The Grinch. We should be taking a test the day before Christmas break. And so I said, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to take this, you know. I said, I'm just going to, I'm just not going to take it. I wrote my name on it and turned it back in. And I got a two. I got a two on this test out of 100. Now, I share you that story. You're like, wow, that's a terrible story. It is a terrible story, and I'm proud of it. But I share, <laughs> some people are like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I, I share that story. Yeah, that, that's, that wasn't a good example. It wasn't a good example of a Christ follower. But I, sh- I share this with you guys. Uh, just to show you, you know, when I was in high school, I, was just, I wasn't walking around the schools like Pastor Nate. of just like, yes, one day I will be a pastor, and I will share the Gospels uh, to all you know, teenagers in Ohio, and people will listen, and lives will be changed. No, I was just a person attending high school, but there was a passion side of me that still said, you know what, I want to see my friends know Jesus. I would let people to Jesus on, uh, you know, running track. I mean, like, that was a great time. I mean, like, we're running around the track. I'm like, hey, can I tell you about Jesus? Like, no, Nate. I'm like, we got to walk around anyways. I'm going to tell you about him anyways, you know? Like, I would like just, you know, look for those opportunities. Like, go for it. Sometimes it feels like it's going to be, like, tough or different. But listen, if, if people could talk about you know, people who aren't saved, if they're saying, yeah, I was at this party and I was this or that, and, or I was, you know, doing this or doing that. If, you're, if they're going to tell you about that, like, hey, you better listen to my Jesus and how he's changed my life. And so, um, no, no, sorry, sorry, talking about chemistry, I got off, got off track. Um, but no, you know, determine inside of yourself to make a plan and not an excuse. Okay, so determine the how before you're what and just say, you know what, this is how, this is how I'm going to do it. Before I make any excuses, before I talk myself out of it, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to reach people. Okay? And so whatever you do, know this. Just because something is small doesn't mean it's insignificant. I think when we reach our communities, we say, you know, I I can't feed my whole community. I would love to. I'd love to develop this, you know, um, program where people can come through and get food. But, man, that just takes a lot of money. Start feeding one. Right? Just start somewhere. Man, I want I want to you know get a clothing drive or do something or, or whatever. Just st- start with whatever you have. 
I mean, you say, I want to feed someone. Maybe buy someone's lunch at school. Someone you know who needs it. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed how people respond to unmerited love. When you walk up to someone and say, hey, I don't know you, man, but my, my name is Nate. And uh, your name is Jacob. Hey, Jacob, do you mind if I just buy your lunch today? But what? What do I buy my lunch for? Like, hey, man, I just, just want to buy your lunch. Is that cool? Okay. Can I get extra nuggets? <laughs> sure, that's fine, yeah. But disarming people. Love is one of the great. If you're reaching out to you, one of the greatest ways is just, just love on people. You know, and so wherever, whatever you have, whatever you do, just start there. So if it's feeding one person, feed one person. If it's picking up one person for church, pick up that one person for church. Remove the excuses. Know how you're going to do it. You know, I mean, how many of you have ever invited someone to church, you know, from your school or from community? How many of you have invited someone to church? Okay, cool. How many of you ha- had the excuse like, oh, no, nah, man, I can't, like, I don't got a ride, right? Or, oh, no, nah, man, like, I got, I got practice and I won't have time to go home because I got to eat and do homework, right? Okay. Like, listen, you're going to stay up all night watching Netflix. You can surely just come to church for a little bit. Let's, let's just have real talk about this. I mean, think about, think about the excuses maybe someone would say about something like, oh, I, I, I can't come because you know, I don't have a ride. I'll pick you up. Oh, well, I'm way out the way. Doesn't matter. I'm planning for it. Remove the, remove the excuses for yourself and for other people. If the conversation doesn't go far if you're not thinking ahead. If, you know, you say, hey, you should come to my church. Uh, I can't. I got practice. Okay, sorry. It's cool. I'll try next time. No, like go the extra mile. Um, so I put this on, on uh, Facebook the other day, but I believe it's true. So when God puts something on your heart, your job is obedience, not results. Just be obedient to what the Lord has. Don't, don't worry about how it's going to turn out or how people are going to respond. That's not your job. Your job is just to show love. You'll be amazed. I, I can tell you there's people I went to high school with. They knew I was a Christian all the way through. I, you know, I love Facebook for this reason. It's the only reason, I, the only reason I keep it. I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, private message me. Hey, Nate, I don't believe in God, but explain the rapture to me. I'm like, okay. So if you don't believe in God, why do you care about the rapture? <laughs> but I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> I've had people who I've worked with. You know, atheists say, Nay, I'm still an atheist, but how you live your life interests me. I can live with that. You'll be amazed. when You, you may not see like, man, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. You'll be amazed when you live your life for Christ and you begin to love people. And you begin to say, I'm just reach out to, to my community in, in practical ways. You'll be amazed at how it'll impact people that years later, people will reach out to you and say, you know what? You never knew it, but I really admired the way you lived your life. And you say, what do you mean? Not just, just the way you were. Reach your community. I, even outside of the practical things of doing things, what do people, what kind of person are you? Like you, uh, Ryan Leak was sharing, you know, who are you? Who do people say that you are? Do you know who I want to be? When I walk through a door, people are like, Nate's here. Versus like, oh gosh, Nate. I want people to look, not because of who I am, not because of people's approval, but because what God has done in me, I want people to feel lifted. What power of life and death is in the tongue. I want people to feel lifted when they're around me. I want people to feel like, man, there's just something about Nate. 
I'll say, I know what that something is, the Lord. When we're out at a restaurant, I mean, and I'll even say this, practice, okay? Practice. You know, sometimes reaching out can sometimes be awkward. Practice. If you go to a restaurant, ask the waitress or waiter the name, say, hey, we're about to pray for our meals. Is there anything we can pray for you for? And they're like, uh, yeah, just anything. You'll be amazed how receptive people are. Maybe you buy someone's meal at a restaurant. Practice. Being generous and being loving to people is so much fun. I promise you. And it's those little things that you can even do as you reach out to your community that will make a, such a big impact or even in your school. Okay, so here we go. So talking more, I know I talked about a lot of general things. Woo, talking more specifically. Look at those hands. Still got it. A um, couple things more specifically that I want to talk about. If you feel called to a people group, you feel called to reach out to a certain, whether it's athletes in your school, homeless in your community, uh, whatever it is, here are some things that I want to encourage you to do. Okay? The first thing is learn about the group, people, or culture you want to impact by spending time with that group, organization, or people. There's, you know, there's the saying John Maxwell says, no one cares how much you know till they know how much you care. That is so true. That is so true. Sometimes we say, well, I want to reach you know, you know, this group or this person. But just because you come and say, hey, come to church or come here, they may not respond. But if you say, you know what, I'm going to hang out with this person at lunch. I know I can sit with my friends, but I'm going to sit with this group of people. And I'm going to talk with them. My wife could tell you, like, I, like, I, love, I love going to the mall. Like, it, we're like, like, she's like, oh, gosh, the mall. I'm like, the mall. Uh, I love going to the mall. So I, not because I'm like a shopper. But I just love people watching. Like, I love just talking to people. And, and that's just my personality. But I think there's something that people feel when you say, you know, I'm going to learn about this culture. I'm going to learn about your life. I care about you. People respond to that. So if you feel called to a certain group, like the athletes, man, hang out with the athletes. You don't have to be an athlete to hang out with I mean, just, just go for it. I mean, I, I know it's easier said than done. But whatever group of people, maybe it's just, you know, kids in your school that are picked on. Maybe kids are bullied. Reach out to them. Say, you know what? I'm going to hang with these guys. I'm going to talk to them. What is their day like? Right? You feel special. You feel noticed. You feel loved. When, you know, you're, you're singled out and someone just comes up to you and says, hey, how's your day going? What's going on? Right? Not just, hey, how's your day going? Oh, it's kind of crappy. Oh, I got to go. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> But when you're invested and you're learning about their life, because listen, we all have different lives. There's people who live these different lives um, when they leave school or in, in their community. Learn and just don't feel like you know, but take time uh, to learn and spend time with people. Um, it'll make such a huge, huge difference. Um, you know, be present, ask questions. You know, even as uh, you know, someone who works with youth, I always ask questions. Listen. I am, uh, I am not cool or hip or anything like that. And you're like, what's hip? Okay, see, just proving it. Like, that's, that's not me. And so even in the youth culture, I said, tell me, like, what's a word that, you know, what does this word mean? You know, thank God for Google. I'm like hopping on Google. Like, I don't know what that means. Okay, let me look it up. Because there's a culture that you have as students. So learn about who you want to reach out to. Two. Define what role God would have you to play and how you would do it. So what does it look like? What does it look like if you feel like, you know what, I'm going to reach out to 
um, this certain group of people in my community. What, it, what does it look like? What role is God asking you to play? Maybe God's asking you to um, start a group to help this other group or these people. Maybe God's asked you to raise money for this cause. You know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, you know, like hands-on. It can be like, hey, we're going to raise money to meet this need in our community because it's lacking. Um, you know, maybe it's serving in an organization. Sometimes we feel like we always have to start something. Maybe you're joining something that already exists and you're saying, you know what, I'm able to impact this uh, these people in a specific way because this organization is already doing it and it's great to be a part of it. Um, so whatever, whatever that looks like. So don't always feel like you always have to start something up yourself. Um, um, and the third thing I'll say is be consistent with whatever you set out to do. People will respect you when you're consistent. I feel like that's the biggest key. You guys are a generation. You want authentic you want genuine. You know when someone's being fake. You know when someone's just being phony. That's the worst, right? When you feel like someone's just fake, or they're nice, they're nice to you. You know when you're in school, and then they're bad mouthing you on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat, and it's just, it's just ridiculous. You want someone who's real and genuine for yourself. Why would other people want that? The world wants real and genuine, and there's nothing more real and genuine than the love of Jesus Christ that you can give to them. So be, but so in all that, be consistent in what you do. Don't, don't, you know, if you feel like, man, God laid this one person on my heart. I don't know why, but this one person, I just feel like I want to see him come to church. Be consistent, because you know what? You don't know what God's doing inside that person. You don't know. Um, what you know? What God has in store for you as you lead, maybe a group that's reaching out to the homeless, or that's volunteering at a soup kitchen. You don't know the greater picture that God has in store. When I was called into ministry, and listen, and, and I'm you know being from Youngstown, I had a huge heart for my community. To the day that I left, I want to see things happen in Youngstown. And listen, Youngstown's not unique to other cities in Ohio. The story can be multiplied, you know, throughout this room of you know drug use and you know kids being just um, abused or bullied or, or you know those types of things. People going through tough stuff, so it's not unique to my city, but it was my city, and so I would get upset when I see on the news that this happened and and you know there was a murder or this took place or someone was you know got arrested for drug use and they're only a teenager. Like those kind of things just bothered me. And I would just think, Lord, this is, this is, like, I live here. My family lives here. This is, this is my city. I don't want to see this happen or take place. And I would just say, Lord, you know, whatever I can do, I just want to do it. And so when I was in college, and get back to that, when I was in college, um, you know, I, I didn't feel this call to ministry. I went to YSU. I said, I'm just going to do business because I think that's just what you do. And I need to go to college and do something with my life, right? The Lord just began to speak to my heart. He began to speak to my heart, and I'll never forget. I was in a class, you know, room setting just like this, and the Lord, I, you ever see a movie where, like, the main character is standing still, and then everything's, like, hyperspeed around them? You, ever, you know what I'm talking about? You ever see that where it's, like, everyone's moving, and it's kind of like, I felt like that was my life. I felt like I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing, what God had in store for me. I'm just like, man, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like I can bring something significant. And the, I, so I began to pray. And I just really began to dive into my prayer life. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? He said, what do you want to do? 
I'm, I don't know. I'm asking you. You're God. You tell me. That's how this works. So I begin to pray. And me getting into ministry started with this thought. And this is, this is just for me personally. I said, Lord, I just want to help people get from point A to point B. So I thought maybe I'll become a social worker. Maybe I'll become a teacher. Um, I didn't know. But the Lord just began to shift and move me into what I'm doing today. But it started with a thought. It started with something that was bigger than what I even imagined. And I want to encourage you in this room. Don't downplay what God is putting on your heart. This isn't, you know, this isn't, you know, I know the, the title is made misleading, but like this isn't just the how-tos. When you're really passionate about what the Lord has put on your heart, He's going to bless it. He's just asking you to step out. It's hard when you're the only Christian in your school. I, I'm not discounting that at all, especially in the culture that we live in where being a follower of Christ is, is almost laughable in the world's eyes. Huh, you believe in God? Okay. Where sexual confusion is celebrated. But having morals and just viewpoint, you know, uh, godly viewpoints is discouraged. That's a hard environment to feel like you can break through. But I want to encourage you that whatever God is putting in your heart, just go for it. Learn as much as you can about it. You know, whether it's through a mentor, whether it's just being with that group of people. Learn what you can about it. You know, define what, how you're going to do it. And then just be consistent. Be consistent with it. You may not feel like you're seeing any progress. But be consistent. You'll be amazed what God can do he said, man, this just started with a Bible study with two people. Now, it's, you know, a, a Bible study of 30 people, 40 people, 50 people. You'll be amazed at what God can do when you're just consistent with what he's put on your heart. He's going to honor it. And he's going to bless it. Cool? Cool. I, uh... I'm going to take some uh, question and answers, but is anyone just blazing hot in here? Yeah. It's like we're standing on the face of the sun. My goodness. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a youth pastor thing, see if this window open. Man, what the, I don't, I don't know. This thing is like dry rotted. I don't know about this. I don't, I don't feel good about it. Maybe I'll just open the door. Maybe we'll just kind of, oh. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how, we'll see how loud it is. I don't, I don't want to blow anyone away. We'll, we'll give this a shot here. I, I, I feel bad you guys are sitting in this hot room. Is there... Behind me? Thank you. Is it on the floor here? Just... Yeah, it is very real right now. That one doesn't have a three. My goodness. Life. Man, why is everything in school like immovable? This is all for you guys, just to let you know. In your session, like, that Nate, he has such a servant's heart. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'll just set the fan while I'm...
because you are representing types of people that you like can't ever make a mistake. And if people know that you're a Christian, it's like, you know, and you feel like you have made a mistake or you they've seen you out somewhere, they've seen you doing something, or you slipped in some way in front of them, then you feel like you've lost this effectiveness as a witness. I feel like that's so there's almost like a pressure to be Perfect. Yeah. And then, then I feel like, obviously, too, we can be swayed the other way, where it's like, you, you love the Lord, but, like, you're kind of trying to still be, like, blending in kind of undercover. Like, so I'm going to, like, not make, like, a big statement or splash. You know, I'm kind of going to, like, keep this to myself, you know. Um, and, and I feel like, looking back, one thing that I didn't realize when I was a teenager, and it's still a challenge even as an adult, is to be genuine. Um, but how much people respond to that. So I feel like you guys have such a power in especially your closest relationships to just tell people honestly, like maybe what you're struggling with and how God is walking you through that. I think people mm-hmm. respond to that. People respond to the hope of your story, whatever that is. You know, even um, even now that we're raising little ones, you know, my our oldest is two, so he doesn't really know much of what I'm saying yet, except like, you know, he's like, if I'm getting his juice or putting on his <laughs> show, you know, but like, I find myself even saying to him, like, oh, mommy's struggling with patience today, too, like, you know, and, and I feel like as they grow, that shows them, like, this is where Jesus is alive in my life, this is where I need him every day, this is where he can do that for you, Oh, yeah. So I just feel like that can kind of take off some of that pressure that, you know, you don't have to be perfect, this perfect witness for the people in your life. What you have to do is show them how Jesus is real in your life, which is that we're human who have a Savior. You know what I'm saying? So that's, as you were talking about being genuine, that was just like, you know, I mm-hmm. think those moments can come... You know, those moments present themselves all the time for us to really tell someone what Jesus is doing in my life right now, in my weakness, in my doubt, in my insecurity, you know, and you know all of your friends are dealing with those things, you know, it's, um, everyone wants, you know, to be be perceived by people in certain ways, to be accepted, like, those are things we, we all struggle with, so to be able to really say, like, that's where I'm at, too, it's and this is where God meets me there. I think that that can be incredible for the people that you guys are around every day. Yeah. That's true. That's good. That's real good. Just being genuine and authentic. It's a good word. I, um, hey, I think sessions over 11.30, so we got some time here, but I just want to open up for some Q&A, some questions that you guys may have. Um, you know, obviously you're in this session for a reason. I'm just feeling like, hey, I want to reach my community or so... I would just love to hear any questions you have or just, you know, whether it's being a witness in your school, um, whatever that looks like, I would love to answer questions and for us to really, you know, talk through some of the things. So does anyone have any questions, uh, you know, specific to that? Yes. Right. Yeah. So Robert, what's the name of the band? Screaming Silence, all right, cool, nice. So for Screaming Silence, uh, to get yourself out there, I would say, um, you know, reaching, <laughs> you know, one, reach out to people um, that you think would have you out, whether it's, a, you know, a youth group or just 
other friends that you have. Um, you know, start there. Start with who you're closest to. So it's like, hey, we'll come out. We want to play at your youth group, or we want to do this, or you know, do that. Um, start there. Obviously, social media is a huge one. Get yourself out there saying, hey, we'd love to come to your youth event or youth service, or you don't have to be youth centric, but um, you know, doing that. Um, and I'd probably just say, you know, another one is just maybe creating your own venues where maybe if you have a local park and saying, hey, everyone playing at the park. You know, I don't know, you know, if it's super expensive, maybe a park by your your house. But um, you know, typically parks are relatively inexpensive. We we'll say, hey, we're just having this event. You know, talk to your youth pastor. Maybe your youth pastor would get everyone together and say, hey, Screaming Sound's going to put on a show, and you better do it now because when we hit it big, we may not do it for free. So, um, you know, I I think that's probably one way. Even if we're talking about your school, maybe if there's like a, a Christian organization that's already existing, or maybe that's want to do it. Um, when I was in high school, we did something like right after school. We invited everyone uh, that was, you know, because some people would hang out after school. We'd invite them right into the auditorium for like almost like a service. And so it's like, hey, you know, they'd hear music and they'd be like, oh, what's that? Like, oh, come on. I don't know what it is. I knew what it was. Like, oh, I don't know. Come on. Let's go check it out together. <laughs> you know, I'd like totally like lead them like, oh my gosh, this music. How cool. Oh my gosh, this place is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. Am I right? <laughs> but, um, you know, we do creative things like that. And now I, I say that that was an example that I, you know, I use. But you may say, hey, at our school, that really wouldn't work. But, you know, um, every school looks different, right? So, you know, there's some principals say, hey, why don't you do our pep assembly or, you know, that type of thing. But just being, making yourself available. Um, and, you know, the Bible says you, you have not because you ask not. So don't be afraid to ask people. Say, hey, would you mind? Or, hey, if you need a band, um, just go for it. Put yourself out there. So screaming silence. Love it. Questions, thoughts, yeah. Uh, I go to a Christian school. Yes, sir. I guess my friends are not really the best people, kind of do a lot of drugs and stuff. Okay. And they've grown up in the church their whole life and they've kind of thrown Jesus away. So, how would you minister to them when they've heard it their whole life and they know everything that you're going to say and they've just kind of taken that and been like, who cares? Right. That's a great question. I think when you grow up in church, and I have a huge passion, and I, I, I mean it truly, when people have grown up in church and they feel familiar, and it's like, oh, oh, I know, yeah, I, I need to live right, and you, you share the verses, and like, oh, you know, big deal. Um, it's hard when you know, you're, you're battling the familiar with this, these, your friends. The first thing I would say is just love on them. Don't, don't, you know, when they're saying, you know, hey, I was out partying last night, and I did this, and I did that with this person. This is like, cool. Because they, they want you to respond. They, they want you to be like, oh, my gosh, sinner. Because <laughs> that's what they're expecting. But I think Jesus, when he was with the woman at the well, he knew everything that she was going to say. When he said, go, go find your husband, she didn't say, you know, I don't have a... He knew that she, she was with five other guys. He didn't say, 
I can't believe this. And then run away. I said, okay. He's going to have a conversation. The Bible tells us, you know, you know, it, well, sin, you know, people, you know, it's, I'll say this. Let me just, let me put this disclaimer out there. When it comes to drugs, sex, all those different types of things, listen. If people like your friends grow up in the church say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm drinking, it's no big deal. Yeah, I can have a drink. Yeah, I'm sexually active, so nothing bad's happening. Listen, that is wrong thinking. There, it can go a lot of different ways. Listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to give like the, the mean girls approach, you know, where it's like, you will get an STD and you will die. No, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm going for here. What I'm saying is, is that there's people where they, they feel like it's not going to affect them but it affects them much more than they like to admit it. Because in settings, whether it's, you know, a circle of girls talking about something, where the circle of guys talk about something, everyone talks a big game. But my wife and I, we have sat with the young people by themselves and said, I'm broke and I can't believe I did that. So your friends that are out there doing that, love them where they're at. They might think they're having the time of life, but we just pray. Listen, you can't be the Holy Spirit. You can't say, wake up! What are you doing? The Holy Spirit does that. You love them. And when the Holy Spirit moves upon their heart, they say, man, I just, I just can't believe this happened. They feel like, man, I go to my friend Jacob, and I could talk with him, because I know he hasn't judged me. He hasn't been preaching at me. Let, you, let your life, they know what you stand for. You're not partying with them, are you? Good. So they know what you stand for. <laughs> I don't know if this is my friend's situation. It's really you. No. <laughs> no, they know what you stand for. But they're going to know, man, he stands for grace. He stands for loving me even when I was messing up. So just love them where they are. You don't have to um, uh, just be happy. Like, oh, man, that's great. I'm glad you got wasted. I'm glad you're doing drugs. Good for you. <laughs> No, you're really saying, listen, I don't agree with that. But I'm praying for you, man. You know, you have a great opportunity to, to be a witness. Of, so you just want to keep that, that door open. Don't feel like you always need to, like, do that. Let the Holy Spirit do it. Pray for them, though. That's where, you, that's where we have our authority. Prayer. Pray for them. Holy Spirit, get them. I just pray that for people. I'm like, Holy Spirit, to get them. Move upon their heart. Where they say, man, I was at a party last night, and I, I just didn't feel right. Like, really? Tell me more about it. Because that Holy Spirit can do that work. So I hope that kind of answers your question. Cool. Anyone else? Questions? Thoughts? I mean, come on. This is the time. I'm, I'm ready. No? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a college now, but Where are you go to college? Uh, OSU. All right, the Ohio State University. Uh, okay, all right. But uh, my, uh, I don't know, my, my local town is really struggling with, our, with the youth program as a whole. Uh, and I'm not in high school anymore. How do I reach the high school kids? 
Yeah. Right. So, are you at a local church right now, or, yeah. and so there's not like a youth pastor or anything like that. There is, but it's struggling. Okay. Like okay. Um, I would do this. Um, I would talk to you know probably like the senior pastor, and the youth leader, or youth pastor there, um, and off just serve. Serve. Um, you know your youth pastor. He might be just doing the best that he can do. You know his heart's there. Um, but, you know, he's just doing his best. And so you want to come along and support and help and serve in that area. So, you know, I know it's college life, so it may be tough. But say, hey, I just want to serve the youth here. You know, so, so whether that's, hey, I'm setting up chairs or that's, hey, I'm praying for kids at the altar. Um, but make yourself available um, in, in any capacity they, they would need. But I talk to your senior pastor and, like, the youth pastor. Hey, I really have a heart and passion, desire to reach out to the young people. How's that look? And I think that's the first step. And then God will lead you because He put it on your heart, obviously, for a reason. So I do that. Yeah. Any other questions? Thoughts? No? Because I got questions for you, so. That's great. So, did everyone hear what he said? Okay. Um, it's tough to feel when you're oppressed, you know, just kind of feeling heavy. Like, who can I turn to? We all need that person that could pour life into us. Um, I think when you're a teenager, it's like, who is that person for you? It's tough. Like, who can I tell something that's, like, that's a real struggle? So, let's use the example of bullying, where you feel like, I'm feeling bullied. I'm just feeling like I can't take it. I just feel like it's very much overwhelming to me. Um, you need to find that person, whether it's a pastor in your church, your parents, um, just someone who could really help you in that. The worst thing that you could do is just try to keep it inside. Um, that's the worst thing you could do. Or just like, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. No, no, no. Reach out to people because you know what? There's people who are probably going through a similar, a similar thing. Um, even like what my wife was saying, just like, being authentic and real and genuine saying, yeah, I'm going through this, and, but like, I want to see the Lord work through this in my life, um, you know, is, is a great place to be. But finding those people who help pour life into you. So uh, mentors, I mean, I, you know, I'm older, obviously, but I, I have mentors in my life who say, hey, Nate, let me encourage you. Let me pour life into you. Let me, you know, lift you up. Um, find those people um, in your life. And if, if you can't find them, um, you encourage you, obviously, stay strong in your faith. Continue to pray. You know, don't give up on the Lord. But God will bring that person into your life um, that can help encourage you and lift and lift you up. And like I said, Daniel was saying, just his faith really got him through that. And so that's just a huge component. So, um, any other questions? Yeah. No.
questions? Any thoughts? Uh-huh. <laughs> Any other questions or thoughts? Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that clock wrong? Am I? Oh, oh, ten minutes. Sorry. Um, any other questions or thoughts? Oh, wrapping up. <laughs> um, any other questions or thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah. No, for sure. You know, I think um, obviously it's on your heart because um, you know you know what that's like, and you want to help your friends. Um, you know, I would I would encourage you and and caution you at the same time of it. It's it's can be hard sometimes to reach out to those people because you know because they're your friends and you guys used to party together that type of thing. So don't feel that pressure. Like, man, I want to get right back into it because, you know, it may be a struggle. You may not be ready at this moment to do that, but God may just have you do that like a little bit down the road because even your separation from that lifestyle is speaking volumes to those people. We're just saying, hey, if Caleb stepped out of this, maybe I can too, you know? And so instead of saying, hey, no, in this case, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to try to just go where they are, be like, maybe if I see them, maybe try to invite them to church. Maybe invite them, you know, one of them separate from the group saying, hey, why don't we go do this? You know, and try to influence them even just separately. Um, because, you know, you don't want to find yourself in a spot of like where you were before. But um, I mean, like I said, continue to pray for them. I know that sounds like so pastoral to say like, pray for them. But listen, that's where we have our authority. That's where we have our influence. When we begin to pray for people and we're consistent in it. said, I'm praying. I'm praying for you. So, yeah. Any other thoughts or questions? Cool. Listen, well, let me ask this. You guys have thoughts and questions. Who here is uh, doing like a Bible study in their school? Cool. All right. Cool. Can Can you guys? You guys high school? Yeah. You guys, tell us about what's going on at your Bible study. Oh yeah. Mhm. nice so what's one thing that you feel like is like that you like about the Bible study that you guys do at your school mm. nice she's our Bible study group it's open to everyone at their school so maybe your Bible you know group is closed she likes that hers is open to everyone, so maybe something to consider. You said you have one at your school. Tell us about your Bible. Um, we call it a breakfast club, so people don't, like, get nervous. Like, right. We call it, like, a Bible study because some people are, like, that's a turn off. Yeah. So, like, we call it a breakfast club, and we serve breakfast and stuff, and then we'll talk and, like, hang out for about 15 minutes, and then we'll um, have student leaders who lead a devotional for probably about 10 minutes. And it's, it's not too long. Yeah. Um, and we always tie it back in the scriptures, so we'll have people like read a piece of scripture and then we'll talk about that piece of scripture. 
cool. Cool. Good. Good. Well, I just want to close out in prayer uh, real quick. But um, listen, I just want to tell you guys, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys were in this session to have a heart to reach out to your school, to your communities, and to people around you. Um, I mean, I'm here all day. You know, I'm on social media, just Nate Ortiz, O-R-T-I-Z. Um, you know, I, if I could be a help, please. I know sometimes it's tough in these settings to ask questions or something comes to you later, you're like, ah, I wish I would've asked this or anything like that. Feel free to reach out. I, I wanna help and encourage you um, in, in your faith, in your journey, as you reach out to people around you. Um, I'm accessible, I'm not far off and Close it now. Sorry. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so please know that. So, hey, let me, let me just pray for you guys real quick. Father, I thank you for all these teenagers in this room, Lord, and, and just uh, all that you're speaking to them, Lord, and, and using their life for. So, Lord, I ask you to just bless them with the rest of Synergy. I ask that you, as they go back to their communities, Lord, that you would use them, Lord, that you would give them dreams and, and, and vision in their hearts and their minds that they would just be able to con- to carry out and Lord and you would use them you'd use them in ways that they even think were possible so Lord we seek blessing over them and your holy name we pray amen amen hey thank you guys appreciate it